Genesis chapter 39. We'll start in verse 1. I want to read a few scriptures. We'll go into prayer. And uh, everybody there? All right. So Genesis chapter 39, verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had uh, brought him down thither. Verse 2, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And the master, or his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord had made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, just want to thank you for all that you do. Thank you for... Uh, the service this morning, Lord, I pray that you would use this message here tonight, Lord, and uh, Lord, allow us to apply it to our lives. Lord, speak to our hearts tonight, Lord, I pray that you'd hide me behind the cross at Calvary, Lord, I can't do anything without thee, Lord, I need your help. Lord, I pray that you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that you'd just remove anything, Lord, that may cause a hindrance from learning about you tonight, Lord, as you, Lord, as we uh, open up your word, Lord, as we read scripture tonight, Lord, as we look at Joseph and his life, Lord, and and Lord, some things that, <clears throat> Lord, we, we're going to see tonight, Lord, he was under a, a tremendous amount of temptation, Lord. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you teach us, Lord, lead, God, direct us, Lord, show us what you have us to learn, Lord, that we may apply these things to our own lives, Lord. We look to you, Lord, in, in our hour of temptation, Lord, we would lean on you, Lord, if, uh, if and when, Lord, we come under temptation, Lord. And, and Lord, I just pray that tonight, Lord, that you'd show us out of your word, the importance of knowing Your Word, Lord, the importance of thinking upon You, Lord, leaning upon You, Lord, yielding to You. Lord, again, we just thank You for all uh, that You've done, Lord, for uh, Pine Grove Baptist Church, Lord, and the, and the kitchen getting done, Lord, fellowship all, Lord. We've still got some things to do, but Lord, you, You're seeing to it, Lord, that we get through with it. Thank You for that, Lord. Continue to be with our church family as a whole, Lord, those that are sick, Lord, those that are facing trial, Lord, those with a hard heart, Lord, that, <clears throat> Lord, for some reason, Lord, they've left the fold, Lord, and they, Let's pray, Lord, that you'd be with them as well this very night. Lord, I just want to, again, thank you for the opportunity to preach your word. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. And Lord, and now I just pray that you would just uh, speak to every heart that makes up the congregation tonight. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so, <clears throat> so if you know that Joseph was a prosperous man, and if you know that the Lord was with Joseph, uh, and if you know that the Lord did everything that Joseph did, his master Saul that was prosperous. Uh, you can also know this, that when the Lord is with you, you're going to have an enemy, right? That somebody's going to come against you. And, uh, and the devil, if the Lord's with you, then the devil don't like you. Rest assured, the devil is, is out to destroy you. He's out to get you. Now I was now this morning. Uh, this morning, we had seen where Joseph was stripped of his coat of many colors. And as I was, and I really, as I was studying this throughout the week, I was, I realized that Joseph was actually stripped out of two coats, and it's kind of, kind of interesting. He was his first. His first coat he was stripped out of was because of hatred. His brothers hated him uh, because of the dreams, because of the love the father had upon him, the dreams that the, that he had 
told his brothers and his family. It just they envied him. It just built up a hatred within their heart toward him. <clears throat> so we know that the first time that the coat of many colors was stripped from him, it was it was due to hatred. There's another place in Scripture where this time it wasn't a coat of many colors, but it says it was his garment. And it was it was he fled he had departed it. It was stripped from him. This time though it was it was due to passion. So I mean it's there. Uh, so the first one was hatred, the second one was because of passion or lust. Uh and so so that's what we're going to look at tonight. We're going to look at this the second coat here. We're going to look at his enemy. We're going to look at uh at this because the Lord was with him, of course he some there was another problem, another issue in his life. It wasn't his brothers this time. It was a woman. So go on down there, look at verse seven. This time it's going to be a woman, not his brothers, but a woman. She becomes I mean, she really becomes his enemy. Uh so notice but first before we get into this, what this what I'm going to talk about tonight mainly is this a true test of your character. That's what I want to talk about tonight. A true test of your character. If the Lord is with you, and like this morning, we, we're right, we're building a testimony. We have a testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. We have character. Then rest assured, the devil's coming after you and he's going to destroy your character. Or try to. He'll try to destroy your character. Uh, <clears throat> and so notice in verse 7, you know there, Genesis 39, 7. Notice what happens here. I mean, everything's going well for him, right? He's in Potiphar's house. He's moving up the ladder. He becomes, he, he has everything. His master's given him everything, made him overseer. In verse 4, overseer over his whole house. But then his wife, the master's wife, verse 7, and it came to pass after these things <clears throat> that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And notice this, notice what she, her statement there. She said, lie with me. Uh, <clears throat> so notice how often she did this. Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. Let's, we're, I know we're skipping a few, but I want you all to see this. Look how often she did this. And it came to pass that she spake to Joseph day by day. Every single day, she, 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 she told, she made that statement to Joseph. And uh, <clears throat> so as I was studying the Scriptures, so this is that's why I say this is the test of character. And this is y'all this is honestly it may not be this test of character that Joseph faced. But we're we're let's just face it in Galatians chapter 1 verse 4 we live in a present evil world. You live in it, I live in it, we dwell in it. We're here maybe the very safest place the safe haven, so to speak, is in the church tonight. Amen. There's no televisions. There's nothing that's crossing the eye. There's nothing that's coming into the ears. There's nothing that you're seeing. There's nothing that you're hearing. There's no no right. There's no garbage going on right now. So this maybe this is the safe haven. But every single day, all day long, if we if we be real, if we've been sincere, if you work Monday through Friday, if you if you live, you go grocery shopping, you in this world. You stay in this world. This is a present evil. Unless, unless you do this, unless we do this, unless we lock ourselves in a closet somewhere 
without any devices, without any sound, or without anything, and we say, "This is I'm going to live a holy life pleasing unto the Lord. I'm going to lock myself in this closet day in, day out. My friend, you're going to face something that's going to come across your eyesight, across your ears. There's going to be something that comes across your, whatever your path, and there's temptation every single day of the week that you and I face. That is a part of life. That is, that's because we're living in a present evil society, an evil world today. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. This, this, this man, if this man seen that the Lord was with him, rest assured the woman did too. You know that she saw that the Lord was with him. Right? There's no mistake in that. If the man seen the Lord was with Joseph and seen that Joseph was a prosperous man, why didn't his wife see the same thing that the man seen? Oh, she knew. She did see. Maybe that was the very thing that attracted her to him, or one of the things. I don't know, but this is there's a it's a fact of life right here that Joseph he went through this. It was the biggest trial, the biggest test of his character that he probably ever faced, right here, and uh, and and so so that's that's what he's facing. Now I want to show y'all something else. Let's go to hold your spot right there. Let's go to Second Peter, Second uh, Peter chapter two. I planned on saving this scripture for the end of the sermon, but I'm going to go ahead and read it now. In 2 Peter chapter 2, I want to show you all this because that day by day, every day she, she, she tested his faith. She tested his, she put him in a test there. She, she tried him. And by the way, I believe that was the devil using her. The devil with all his powers trying to use her to get to Joseph. Oh, uh, I don't know why I did that. Oh, uh, I marked the page over here. I meant to mark that one. But anyway, in 2 Peter chapter 2, uh, notice this in verse 8 there. You know there? So 2 Peter 2 8. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing. So seeing and hearing, which is exactly what takes place in society today that you and I live in. We see, we hear. Notice what this seeing and hearing does. It did a lot. It vexed his righteous soul. And then here's the term again. From day to day. So just as Joseph was was being tried, when how often was he being tried? From day to day. Every day. How often was Lot vexing his righteous soul with their unlawful deeds? From day to day to day to day. I mean, every single day. Now, here's the difference. Here's the difference between Lot and Joseph. Joseph was put in that position out of his will. It was not his will to be in Potiphar's house. He was, he was sold into slavery. He was brought there unwillingly. He had no choice in his in his place. He had he had absolutely no choice in this. He was put there, and that was there was nothing he could do about it. Now Lot, the difference between Lot, Lot intentionally placed himself in Sodom and Gomorrah at the gate. He intentionally went there. So that's the difference between you know Joseph. But it doesn't. But here's the thing though, Joseph went there against his will. Lot went there willingly, but yet both were in the same predicament 
from day to day. Every single day, there was things going on within their within their their eyesight or whatever that they you know, and and so every day there was a vexing. There was every day there was there was this temptation. And, and notice this. But here's the thing. Here's the good news tonight. Here's your good news. Verse nine. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. That's our good news. God knows how to deliver you and I. Amen? With every temptation that comes, there's an open door to escape. That's what the Bible says. So if there's a, if there's a temptation comes your way, there's an open door to escape that temptation. Now, and so here's so so that's the difference between Lot and the difference between uh, Joseph and Lot. You know, again, Lot was he intentionally brought himself to Sodom and Gomorrah. He intentionally stayed. He didn't leave. Matter of fact, the angel of the Lord had to drag him out of the place. Uh, him and his wife and his two daughters. I mean, he literally lay hands on them, drag them out. That's how much uh, Lot loved the place. <clears throat> Versus Joseph. Now, Joseph, we're going to see here in a minute that Joseph actually fled upon his own will. Uh, and so, but anyway, let's get in. It's in Genesis chapter thirty-nine again. Go back over there. So, how in the world, if we're living in a present evil world, and we are, this is a present evil world. And I'm going to show y'all some scriptures at the end of this thing. How did Joseph survive this thing? I mean, that's you know, that's a that's a a good question, right? How in the world, every single day, when Lot Lot succumbed to these things. How did Joseph, what did he do different? What did he do to combat this? To flee this? And that's, that's tonight, that's what, I want to, that's what I want all of us to see tonight. And mainly, mainly, I know I'm preaching to the older ones, but I mainly, I want to preach to these kids right here. But, so how did Joseph flee from these things? And I'm going to tell you why here in just a second, because so, so notice, so back over in Genesis 39, so the temptation, the temptation was to do that which is wrong, right? To lie with his master's wife, to do that which is wrong. Now here's something that I will bring out, and I know that i got little ears in here, so I'm going to be real careful with this. Uh, I'm going to try to be as careful as I can. So what was, so Joseph here, he was he was seventeen years old when he went into this thing, right? When he went into Potiphar's house, and so he had his purity. I'm leaving it to say it like that. He's got his purity, right? And so there was a temptation. There's a temptation there to lose that thing. That's what the temptation. It was a temptation to do that which is wrong. And so notice this. Notice this. How did he refuse that? You see, there was there's such a this world today, this world today, y'all, youngins today, they say, do what you want, it's your body, do what you please. Don't worry about what mama says, don't worry about what daddy says, don't worry about what the older say, don't worry about the church, don't worry about the what anybody will say. You do what you want, it's your body. Just like this abortion, all this abortion going on. The woman, they their their argument is, well, it's the woman's body. Uh, and so it's her right to choose what she does with the body. It's not the baby, it's, it's her body. Y'all, that is hogwash. It is, 
It is, you know, and let me let me go ahead and say this: the first and foremost, that if you're saved in here tonight, if you are a born again Christian here tonight, your body don't belong to you. You are bought with a price. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body belongs to Almighty God. The Spirit of God dwells in you. You are not your own, right? So let's go ahead and clear that up right away. Just just straightforward. Clear that up. But here's this. So this temptation. How did he? How did he refuse this temptation? That's the question. How did he refuse it? If you got somebody, and it don't even have to be this sexual sin right here. Let's just say this: it's a, there's a temptation coming your way. Oh, and someone's telling you to drink, smoke dope, put something in your nose, and I mean they're in your ear all the time. In your ear. In your ear. Y'all, this stuff happens. Believe it or not, this happens to their age and it happens all the time. In your ear. Why? Because kids don't want to go down by themselves. Y'all listen to me. A kid does not want to go down by himself. He's going to try to get every kid he can to get down on his level. He don't want to be alone. And so there's peer pressure. And so they, you know, there's this peer pressure. I've dealt with this before in my life. I have. I've dealt with this. I've dealt with this with, with kids before. This is some real stuff. And, uh, and so, so there's this peer pressure. This, this, that's what was going on in Joseph's life. This woman was in his ear every day. Could you imagine having this woman in your ear every single day telling you to do something wrong? That's what's happening. You know, that's what's coming through her television. That's what's coming through these game systems. You know, the people trying to figure out why these kids are, are so violent. Well, if they're taking in a violent game every day, all day long, and that's all they're doing is playing these violent games like Grand Theft Auto, there's some hogwash on Grand Theft Auto. And just taking all this stuff in all the time, y'all, then it's going to, it produces violent out. Right? So there's this peer pressure. So every day this woman's, how in the world does, did, did Joseph refuse this thing? How, how, did he, how, did he, how did he win over this temptation? Here it is. First thing he did. Number one, in verse 8, Genesis 39, 8, what did he do? But he refused. See? He refused. Look at verse 10. Y'all there? He hearkened not unto her. So in verse verse 8, he refused. Verse 10, he hearkened not. There's going to come a day there's going to come a day when mom and dad's not around. James, Carly, Peyton, Owen, Grayson. There's going to come a day when mom and dad's not there. Y'all have to say no. You have to come to a conclusion that I'm not going to hearken unto them. You have to. You have to make that choice. Look, Joseph made that choice. He chose not to hearken to her. He refused what he was hearing. You know, the Bible says this, when, when Stephen was talking about the, about the Lord and, and everything, he was telling the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, about what God was doing and what God did through the Lord Jesus Christ, they did something. Them, them Sadducees and Pharisees did something. It says they stopped their ears to the truth. Well, in a sense, we have to do the same thing. We have to not stop our ears to the truth, but stop our ears to the lie. Amen? 
like physically, like literally block out that noise that would tell y'all to do something wrong. You had to block it out. And so that's that's what he did. He hearkened not. There's a Bible, there's a word that comes in play in Romans chapter six that the, the word yield. Now if you come in, if you'll come down to Highway 26 and you take a right hand turn, there's a yield sign. What does that mean? You gotta yield to traffic. You gotta let the traffic go. And so the Bible says this that you can either yield to sin, in other words, let sin have its way in your life, or you yield unto God, another way, in other words, let God have his way in your life. But but yield, but rest assured that you're yielding to something. You're either yielding to sin or and temptation, or you're yielding to God. And here's what Joseph did. Joseph he yielded to the Lord. And he hearkened not to the woman. You see, there was, he chose to listen to Almighty God and not to the woman. So, so in other words, there's obedience. So you can either obey sin. There's either obedience to sin or obedience to God, but you can't do both. You can't, it's either, so you'll disobey sin and obey God or you'll disobey God and obey sin, but you can't do both. There's not, no, there's not, a, not a middle ground right there. Joseph, Joseph hearkened not. He blocked her out. The noise that she was saying, he blocked her out. Number two, second thing that he did, look at verse 8. The second thing that he did, not only did he refuse and he hearkened not, but notice what he said here, verse 8. The second thing is this, by understanding. And he said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in this house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything that from me but thee, because thou art his wife. So here's so y'all so the, so here's what Joseph's saying. It's what he basically what he by knowledge. He's saying he's saying. Look who I am. There's none greater in this house than I. You know, it's not, you know, the Bible teaches that you're not talked about self, right? Let other lips praise thee. But when it comes to someone tempting you, when it's some, when it comes to someone trying to make you do something that is not right, you can say this I am the king's daughter. Amen. I belong to Almighty King Jesus. Amen. I am somebody in Christ. Owen, I am a king tonight. I don't have to do what the world's doing because I belong to Jesus. See? That's what Joseph was saying. I Look, I'm the greatest. In, I, there's none greater than I in this house. He knew his position. He knew where he stood in that house. And, my, and Peyton and Owen and Grayson and Carly and James know where you stand. No, it's knowledge, man. Knowledge can knowledge is what kept Joseph from from being persuaded by this woman. I'm telling you, knowledge is a good thing. Know where you stand. Verse nine. It's not only only that, but how then? How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You see, the devil in the world will tell y'all everybody's doing it. It's the norm. It's what everybody's doing. There's nothing wrong with it. 
It's your body. Do what you want. Right? Is that, that's, I mean, that's what the world's saying. I like what Joseph said here this, 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 morning, this, this evening. He said it is a great sin. Now see, the world says this about shacking up today. It's okay. Go ahead and do it. Joseph says this is a great sin. It's a great sin. It is a great sin to be with this woman. Why? She's another man's wife. It's a great sin. Look at this. Not only that, not only is it a great sin, a great wickedness, I'm sorry, it's a great wickedness, it is a sin against somebody. Against God. Look, if God said it's wrong, if God has already made the claim that it's wrong, if it's already wrong in His Scriptures, y'all, it's wrong. The world, the world can say what they want. The world can re get, put a new definition on it. The world can say, call it something else. I'm telling y'all, if the, the Bible, if the Scriptures, if God has already declared it to be a sin, my friend, it is a sin. It floors me today that you'll have a couple, I mean literally, a married couple, and then all of a sudden they bust up and, they, and you'll see one of them with somebody else and they'll say, well, God put us together. My friend, God is not in the business of busting up a marriage so that you can be with somebody else. That is hogwash. Joseph said this. Joseph said this is a great sin or a great wickedness and a sin against God. Did he not? Did he not? Amen. Or you have this today. You have this today. You'll have two men wanting to get married, or two women wanting to get married, and they'll say, "God put us together. God put a, put this." <laughs> Y'all, if Amen, Amen. If God said it's wrong, if God said it's wrong, it is wrong. And man, I don't care what man says; he can't. It doesn't justify it. God said it was wrong. Right. But there's a great temptation though. And then uh, here's a here's a so by understanding, he understood who he was. He understand he understood who he was in in, in the Lord. He understood what great sin it was, great wickedness. He understood these things. Huh. Understanding. And then there's a third thing. Sometimes it takes this in verse 10. And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. In verse 11, And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment. Now notice this. This is going to be the second time that he flees his garment. Saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. So how did how did Joseph how did Joseph successfully get away from this temptation? He didn't succumb to this temptation. Y'all, it comes to a point in our life at some point we must flee. We must get out of there. And that's what Joseph did. He got away from it. Second coat that he done went through. It's okay though. He lost a coat. 
You know what else he lost? He lost position. It wasn't very long after that Potiphar's, uh, Potiphar had him arrested because of false accusation. But I'd rather be falsely accused, I'd rather lose my garment than to go along with this woman's plan and lose so much more. So he fled. He got out of there. And I'm telling you, and Owen and Peyton and Grayson and James and Carly, there's going to come a time when, when staying around, staying put is no longer the option. You must go. You must get out of, the, get, get out of Dodge. Get away from it. Because I'm telling y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. Sin, this woman, this woman, and there are some folks out there Y'all, there is folks out there, there is worldly folks out there that will not quit until they are successful in destroying you. I'm telling you, they will not quit until they get what they want. And a person like that, a person like that, it is better to get away from them. (laughs) It is better to flee. It is better to, to leave that place. And that's what he did. No matter what the cost was, he got out of there. It might cost you a friendship. It cost him a position. It might cost you uh, your name. See, he, he had his name blasphemed after that. It might bring some dirt on your name by fleeing. He did Joseph. It, matter of fact, here's what it did to Joseph. By him doing that which was right, and by him fleeing, it, it landed him in a jail cell. He said, Brother Aaron, that's going too far. If that's going to land me in a jail cell to do that which is right, then I don't know if I can do it. Joseph did, and it landed him in a jail cell. But that was still the better option than to succumb to sin, to great wickedness and sin against God. He lost man's favor upon his life, but he gained God's even more. I'd rather have God's favor upon my life than man. Right? I'd rather have a jail cell roof over my head than Potiphar's roof over my head and continue to deal with with what the aftermath of what could have been. So he fled. He got out of there. He, he removed himself from that situation. So this is what we're going to learn to do. This is what y'all going to have to learn to do. There's going to be some time that you've got to remove yourself out of certain circumstances. Right? I guarantee you this. I guarantee you all youngins can ask some older ones in here. And there's been times that they've had to remove themselves from, from people, from things, from places. And yes, it cost... But looking back on it, it was better in the long run. 10, 15 years down the road, it turned out for the better. So he lost his jacket or coat. He lost his position. He landed himself in a jail cell. But the best thing of all, after it was all said and done with, he had peace way deep down in his heart. And that, that was more important than anything else. Amen. And then so that so so here's what I'm on. Let's go. So 
let's look at a few things. Look at First John chapter two real quick, and I'm almost done. So he leaned on the Lord is what he did. Look at chapter 2, verse 15. 2 John 2, 15. Everybody there? Notice what the Bible says. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So you, either, so you can either chase this world or you can chase what? The will of God. Amen? The things of the world passes away. Now it was a temporary stay for, for Joseph. That was temporary. He lost Potiphar's house. He lost his position. He lost everything that he had there. And he gained a jail cell, but he gained so much more later on. It's a type of Christ. He's a type of Christ. He gained so much more of a leadership role. Where was he? Where, where did Joseph end up at? He ended up second in charge in, in Egypt. Amen? So it cost him. So, so, so saying no to that situation, to that temptation that come upon him, to that lust that come upon him, saying no to that. It, he lost a position, but y'all, a few late years later, he gained a greater position. We gain a greater position when we do what the Lord wants us to do and not what the world wants us to do. You get a greater position. There's some greatness. There's something greater for you. Amen? So when we succumb to things of this world, that's little stuff. But there's something greater. There's, here's another one. Let's go over here. Matter of fact, let me do this. There is, uh, let's look at Romans chapter 12. That goes along with it. I'm almost done. Look what it says. Romans chapter 12. And you can record some of these and look at them later, but... Everybody there? Notice what the Bible says. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And here's, here's the word. Here it is right here, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, for Joseph, going back to where Joseph was, you know, it kind of looked like Joseph, what's the will of... You mean the will of God is going to make me lose my position? The will of God is going to put me in a jail cell? The will of God is going to bring me persecution? And Joseph could have said that. I mean, I've lost Potiphar's house. I've lost this rank. I've, it's, it's brought me... I lost my coat. Sometimes the will of God, y'all, to, to not be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It costs, it brings persecution. It is the will of God to go through some setbacks, some trials. But again, where did Joseph end up? He ended up with greater riches. He ended up with something far more better. 
Imagine what everything that he would have lost if he'd have said yes to temptation. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have made it to where he was. If he'd have conformed to this world and not been transformed by the knowledge, by the understanding that he had, y'all, most likely, he'd have not ended up where he ended up in getting his family out of Egypt or out of Canaan during the famine. This stuff, it's important. It's, it's so important. You know, the, 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 I'll say it like this, the pleasures of sin last but a moment. That's it. For five minutes of fun, you'll wreck your life for the rest of your life. And to say no, it seems like you lose out on so much, but you don't. You got so much to gain later on down the road. Amen. I've seen this. I've seen this, y'all, and I'm almost done. I've seen this where people will say, "I'm going to marry. Go ahead and marry this gal, or I'm going to go ahead and marry this fella." Because of impatience, I just I just want to get married. I want to get married. I want to I, I just I want to hurry up, and start life, do this, do this. and then they marry someone that ends up destroying them, ends up keeping them from being what they can be for the Lord, ends up bringing them away from the Lord because it was an unequal yoke. So I'm the the greatest mistake I think a, a young person can do is marry the wrong person thinking they're going to change their mind after a while. It, it don't always happen. Sometimes it does, but it don't always happen. I'm telling y'all, this stuff's important. Temptations, I'd say the greater the temptation, the greater the sin, right? Or the greater the sin, the greater the temptation, vice versa, but it's the same thing. And a lot of times, if it's too good to be true, <laughs> rest assured, it is. So Joseph, he said no. He fled. He understood. And later on in life, later on in life, he reaped the rewards of saying no to Potiphar's wife. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, just want to thank you for the message. I pray that you use it for your glory. And Lord, I just pray that, Lord, that you would just, Lord, I know that it won't be long, Lord, that even these, these kids in here is going to face great temptations, Lord. But Lord, right now, even now, Lord, I just pray that you just begin to show them, Lord, protect them. Lord, allow, I just pray that they'd make right decisions. And Lord, I just pray that you'd go before them, Lord, lead God, direct their every choice they make, Lord. And Lord, I just want to pray for all the older ones in here as well, Lord, that Lord, sometimes we say the younger ones is going to be faced with a trial of temptation, Lord, but us older ones do too, Lord. Lord, we're not too old, Lord, to face temptation. And Lord, I just pray that in our hour of temptation, Lord, may be this very week, this very day, Lord, that you would just protect us. Lord, allow us, Lord, to do to choose that which is right, say no to that which is wrong. And Lord, just allow us to think upon Joseph, Lord, how he, Lord, he endured this great uh this great temptation, Lord, but he, he succeeded, Lord. 
Lord, he learned. Lord, he, he said no. Lord, he did that which was right. And Lord, he reaped the rewards later. Lord, I pray that we do the same. And all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.